adapting to change. A lot of us have lots of things that we, we'd like to do in life. And maybe we dabble a lot. And we were talking about this a lot on our, um, our five days Raj Yoga. We dig a lot of wells. We go a lot of places, but we don't dig deep. So you, we get lost in one thing, and then we go on to another thing, and then we go to another change, and we don't dig deep. And so there is no sense of fulfillment. You see, you, the thing to look for is fulfillment. What makes you go to bed at night and feel like, ah, oh, I just had a great day? And fulfillment can come in any place and any time, and even in doing the simplest of things. Looking for it in facets of our personality can confuse us, can confuse us tremendously. You may not know where to go. As my master said to me, and this is my advice to you, is sit with yourself. Sit with yourself, meditate every day, and then see what comes up in your mind. What makes you feel joy? What brings laughter to you? What is non-attachment? Letting go, letting go, but even letting go of all the ideas that you think you should be and sitting down with yourself truthfully and asking yourself, what do I, what makes me want to get up in the morning? What makes me laugh? What gives me joy? You know, and the first thing, the only way you can find yourself is quiet time with you. There's no other way, because if you don't have the quiet time with yourself, you will be so influenced by what everybody else tells you they think you should do. And then you will really get confused. But if you sit quiet, stick to one thing that you really love. If you just stay there and ride, something will come to you. You're meant to do it. But if you're constantly getting nervous about this, then it won't come to you. Okay? I used to talk to my husband a lot uh, when he was alive about death and he used to think I was mad all the time and uh, when he was to work going towards his transition um, he was so grateful he was so grateful the last few days that I had talked to him about death and he thanked me he said I'm so sorry for so many years I you know he would be so angry with me and thought I was talking like, oh God, you're talking about these things again. But at the end, it really helped him. So it doesn't matter people's response to you. Um, at the end, they get your message and help them to adapt to the next stage in their life. I think the moment we pass, well, any age, we should adapt to death anyway. <laughs> That's the only truth we know. Two things we really know in our life. Two things, for sure, for sure, right? One is everything changes. And two, death happens to all of us. So the sooner we have this in our psyche to understand that, that every day could be our, any day, tomorrow could be our last day. You just never know when your time is. And I like to get up in the morning and I really advise this. And when I can breathe, when I can breathe, wow, this is another day, another day. This is a miracle. I could have been dead. You know, as children, there was a little prayer. I don't know if you heard it too. Oh, I forget it. Some of you may. And before I wake, if I should die. Do you remember that one? As I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. 
and if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah, as a kid, I loved it. I actually loved it, and so maybe that's why I, you know, I, I can really, you know, the, you know, and this is what I think, you know, if I should die before I wake, and this is what I think every single day of our life that we have to live with so much joy and and even if we don't have joy even if we have pain we have to make all this real for us because we only have a little time in this play called life it is a play no matter what you want to think whichever way you want to think it is a play and we are but actors on the stage and we are given different roles to play and the role could be i don't know what i'm going to do in this life it could be just that because it maybe this is the journey for you and to be still in the journey of i don't know is the secret of adapting to everything you don't have to know everything you know society tells us we have to know where we're going what we're doing how much we're going to make yeah and this is so stressful we don't have to know anything we just need to know that we need to get up in the morning and live and trust life and trust life and life will throw a hundred bombs at you it would because it does to everybody nobody is exempt nobody is exempt are you exempt are you exempt are you? none of us exempt so now that we know this is the truth you follow what makes your heart Seeing. The most important practice for me that's brought me to this fulfillment in my life was really so simple, as my master said, so simple. Meditate every day. Stop complaining. Purify your mind. Purify your mind. When you are ready, the divine will use you or God will use you or whatever universe will use you when you are ready. And I thought, wow, there's four things that made it so clear for me. And what was going wrong in my life? Why? I wasn't adapting to my life. So what happens when you are not adapting to things in your life? You start pointing out and you start blaming everybody else for it, right? First thing people do as human beings when we can't adapt to where we are now, it must be your fault that I am here, which is what I did. And my poor husband, he really didn't deserve it. But what was hard for me to adapt to was my own emotions. This is hard for us to adapt to the way we look at things. So when I started to sit down and really look at the contents of my mind, and this is what we all need to do. What's going on there? What are those thoughts that I'm not adapting to every day? What are those thoughts that I'm resisting? What am I fighting? Where is the anger coming from? Look at it, where's the fear coming from? I'm getting old and I'm not being fulfilled. I'm not doing what I want to do my, with my life. What is, where is it coming from? And then one by one, deal with changing the content of your mind and if you look at your mind as as kind of a screen rather than that which is owning you but you are looking at your thoughts on a white screen and when you can see the thoughts clearly you can change them because you are not your thoughts you are not your thoughts you can watch your thoughts you are the witness of your thoughts and that's when you realize oh my god this is in my hands. I have 
a spiritual power. And what is that? I'll come back to you right away. And what is that spiritual power that is allowing me to see this? So who is the one that is witnessing those thoughts? Okay? Who is that neutral person that can see the evil and the good and the confusion? Somewhere inside of he, of me, is this incredible one that just watches. So I can't be my mind and I can't be my thoughts. Whoa, what freedom that gives you. Once you can really sit with that feeling of I can't be this mind, I can't be the thoughts. So who is this human personality? And what is possessing this body? What has, what kind of energy is living in this body that can be so extremely neutral by seeing both sides? But I'm not neutral. So why am I not neutral if I can witness the two sides? Because I'm not well established. We are not well established in the peace. We're not well established in what my master said, blessed are the pure, they shall see God. We are not balanced in that pure place of thinking. So now that you know you're not balanced, and yet you know that is in you, what do you do next? What do you do next? So you look at your thoughts. For example, I was so angry with one particular person in my life. And the first thing I had to do is, because when you're in anger, it overtakes every single thought in your head, doesn't it? So you try to meditate, you try to do this, you, you can't because the anger will come up first. Anger with whoever it is. So, oh my, this is a lot of work. And actually, when I actually sat down the first day after my master told me that, I go, I can't even look outside and blame anybody. There's too much to do in here. <laughs> I have a new world to fix and I have an opportunity to do it. And guess what? The responsibility is mine. Do you know that for me was freedom? For me, that thought alone, the responsibility has been given to me and the there is the recipe on how to cure it. So I just need to cook, <laughs> cook this mind up. So first thought, anger towards this person, too strong. Every time I sit down to marry, boom, boom, boom. And then my master said, first thing you have to do is Forgive, okay? So how do you forgive somebody that hurts you so much? Literally, you do it in the mind. Literally. Because you do it face to face with the person, you can't do it. Because all the energy, because you see that person, what will come up again, again, again? That anger. So you have to stay away from that person for a little while. Got to do it for a little while. Till you get some strength and some energy. And then you can do it in your mind. You can do it in your mind. And that's what I did for six months. And the, the, the recipe was, bless the one that has hurt you. And you don't think you can do it. But I can promise you it works. And since six months later, instead of hating this person, I've never used the word hate after that. And I was 35 or 36 then, I'm 65 now. No need to hate anything in life. No need to hate anything in life. Because hate 
surrounds you and eats up every single cell in your body. I had eczema that was burning from my hands. My, my, my feet were full of blisters, all from anger and hate. So, of course, when I worked with it six months later, I felt the freedom because the feeling that overcame me was, oh my God, this person was so awful to me. She's so miserable. <laughs> so she's using me as a target because I'm an easy target. I allowed it. Okay? I allowed myself to be a target. Well, the matrix of karma and cause and effect come in here. It's very intricate. All right? So next step. She hasn't changed. I have changed, correct? Adapt to your change and not somebody else's change. Got it? Yeah. I change. Don't expect her to change. Mm. Okay? Now, when we change, we think, oh, that person should change. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. Mm. Okay? But don't expect. So what's the next step? The attack is still coming on. Mm. And I'm not <coughs> keeping it in anymore. And also I've learned wisdom. And the wisdom is with courage to say, I am not taking this anymore. So I practice in my head, and this is what you all have to do before you confront a force that is so painful to you, and you must know this now, you must know with the work you do, that is so painful to you, you must work with yourself a lot and bring up the love. And if you have a belief system, if you believe in Lord Jesus, or you believe in Shiva, or you believe, it does help, because you're like almost getting a friend on your side, right? I had my master, so I said, okay, come on, master, you're gonna help me here, you know, because I don't think Melanie, this human being, can do it. But your force, as, as a master or a spiritual teacher, I know you're inside of me, and you can help me do it. So the first step is, when they resist you, you see visually, the face of the master, okay? Or you see, you just don't look at that person. You say, this person is shouting at me because it is my lesson to learn how to deal with it. Nothing to do with her lesson. Nothing to do with her. She's been sent to teach me. First thing, oh, that's really hard because you don't want to accept that. That person who's hurt you so much is actually your teacher. And you have to accept that she is your teacher. And that is not easy to do. Then you work on it at home and adapt to that thought again and again. This person is my teacher. How am I gonna grow and think I am spiritually strong when somebody shouts and I go boo hoo hoo and scream back? And that's not spiritual as well, cry, scream back, shout. That doesn't make, what is my goal in life? Peace. Not her goal, right? So when she got too much, I learned to walk away. Then I practiced confrontation next step. Because it's going to go on for a long time. And I've been the stepping stone. I have allowed it. Next step, take back your power. Correct. Exactly. And adapt, again, adapt to the fact that you have that power because there is the spirit in you. You know, adapt to that. Say, wow, I have it. Believe in it. If you have complete faith, nothing is impossible. You got it? 
But I had to confront because this situation would not be over. So I chose the right moment. I asked to have a conversation with this person. The first thing you get is like a brick wall. Already your legs are shaking. Just do it, you have the power. And the prayer helps. Lord, give me the tranquility to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And the wisdom is I need to do this, you know, to make this change. I need the tranquility to confront this horrible situation. So it becomes very clear in your mind that you are not hurting the person, but you're protecting yourself. Do you see the difference? All right? So you go to this person, I did, and I said, frankly, first of all, I took responsibility for my part, even though I believe that person was really wrong. But I took responsibility because I wanted peace, all right? And it always takes two hands to clap. I must have had some part in it. We all do, okay? Even if it's a smaller part, it's still a part. Don't say, oh, well, you did this and I did that. It doesn't work. So I went and I said, I am really sorry that if I have caused you so much pain that you attack me every time I'm in your presence. I'm really sorry I do that to you. Please forgive me. She was absolutely shocked. <coughs> and she didn't know what to say. She literally did not want to say. But I didn't want her to get away with the truth, without the truth as well. Equally, equally, you have hurt me to such a degree, and I no longer want to live in this energy of hate or unpleasantness. I can't do it. I want peace. And it is important that we make peace, not for you or not for me, but for all the people around us. Because when we are not in peace, the rest of this, this is a family member, obviously, the rest of the family <laughs> is affected, right? Isn't it true? She laughs, because that's what she's going through, right? <laughs> that's exactly what she's going through. See, the rest of the family is affected. You can't help it. So I want peace for my whole family. And my family is your family. So can we do this? for them. I'm not sure, da 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 I listened, I listened, I listened, and all the time I had my mantra in my head. My mantra, I'll just give you a, a mantra, okay. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. So I'm listening, but it's doing this. Are you getting it? So my thoughts are Om Namah Shivaya. I'm hearing this mouth spitting out, and I'm thinking like a cartoon, right? I'm thinking it's a cartoon. And when she finishes, because I have to listen to her through, if I don't, then we have to come back and do it again. I just wanted to finish, done, no more. And then after she said that, I said, okay, accept. I don't even know what I was accepting, didn't matter. But I said, if this situation will happen today, again, I am just letting you know, I will not respond with fear. I will not respond with anger. I will respond with peace or I'll just walk away. And that is my decision. And after that, peace was restored. Adapting all the time to being 
available to change who you are at any point. But at the same time, if something is destroying your peace, you need to stand up for it. And if you try to make peace and it doesn't work, maybe it's time to say goodbye.